Jude chapter 1, verse 20 through 23 reads, But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Lord, I ask for you to bring a word for your people. I ask for you to bring a word of conviction, but not condemnation. I ask for you to stretch us, but do not pull us apart. I ask for you, Lord, to just continue to keep us covered, continue to keep us in your special secret place. Lord, we're believing this year for a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We're believing for a double portion of your anointing, a double portion of your blessings, your finance, a double portion of your presence. We're looking, Lord, to be able to leave an inheritance and legacy for our families. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare it in this year of 2022. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject. Don't tap out, tap in. Don't tap out, tap in. In, in these verses, we learn uh, that we have the ability, put that right there, to build ourselves up. We can be confident that we will inherit eternal life and we will be anointed and compassionate enough to save others who have fallen by the wayside. In order to start this message, let's look at the word or the ability to build up. The word build is an architectural word that means to cause a building to stand. It means to lay a good foundation. It is always important to leave yourself the ability to add on to your building in case you have to expand in the future. If you have outgrown your spiritual house, the Holy Ghost gives you the resources to add on to meet your demands. If you need to build up some weak areas in your life or you have, uh, or, or you have more ministry, then you have the ability to build upon it. You do this by praying in the Holy Spirit. See, sometimes the Spirit allows us to become purified by some fiery trials in order to build us up. Gold is not pure in its original form and must be refined, which is done by heating it to a boiling point. The heat separates the raw substance from its impurities, which surface to the top and are skimmed off. God does the same thing with us, using heat, the heat of trials, to separate the gold from the refuse in our lives. God ultimately wants you to be on the top of the mountain of victory, but he takes us through a progressive path. The Spirit has been imparted in you to preserve you in prayer as you matriculate through the process. God wants you to get to the top of Mount Carmel like Elijah and be able to recognize the small signs of communication from the Holy Spirit. He wants you to see the cloud the size of a man's hand and understand that you hear the sound of the abundance of rain. But this can only be recognized by those who walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. 
If you don't have the ability, if you do not have this ability and feel a hunger for God, the Holy Ghost is telling you that your present spiritual house is too small. He's urging you to build upon your present foundation in order to do this. However, we must pray in the Holy Spirit. Unlike giving a message in a public setting, which edifies other people, praying in tongues edifies you. Praying in tongues does, does at least five things for you. And I'm going to talk to you about it right now. One, first, praying in tongues give you the, gives you the ability to talk to God alone, frustrating the devil. See, 1 Corinthians 14 and 2 says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue does not speak unto men, but unto God. See, this gives us the ability to bypass all others and go into the presence of God. See, the Old Testament equivalent would be to go into the Holy of Holies and commune directly with God. See, your adversary brings certain things against you to discourage and cause you to lose focus. Praying in tongues enables you to bypass his radar system. So, because see, he can't understand what you're saying when you're praying in the Spirit, but he can understand what you're saying when you're praying in your language. He, it's like you on speakerphone with him, you know. If, if, I, if, I, if I want to talk about Deacon Isaac, I can't, I can't be talking to Deacon Dawson and Deacon Dawson on speakerphone standing right next to Deacon Isaac. I got to say, hey, man, put me in your earpiece, man. I need to talk about Isaac, man. He think he all that in the bag of chips and all that. You know how he is. <laughs> but, but he could understand. But you know how sometimes you go to the store, you've been to the store, and somebody starts speaking another language when you buy And you be like, you need to speak English. What you talking about? You talking about me? It is really $5.99, it should be $2.99. What you, what you doing? You, you understand? Because you can't understand it. Two, praying in tongues edifies the person praying. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the church. That's what 1 Corinthians 14 and 4 says. The word edify means to build up, to build on, to establish a structure. As you pray in tongues, you enlarge your borders. As you pray in tongues, if, if you have more ministry than prayer life, then you got to add on to it. Your complexes will vanish as the Holy Spirit imparts confidence. Your fears will vanish as the Holy Ghost builds you up. Your past failures and sins will be dealt a decisive blow by the Holy Spirit. This change will take every weak part in your structure and begin to brace and strengthen it, giving you victory. You may not even notice the change taking place in you. You might not even realize that it's the Holy Ghost doing something internally in you. You won't even realize it. But all of a sudden, you will start seeing the manifestation of what's going on on the inside start manifesting on the outside. See, it's not going to just happen overnight, but as you come into a deeper relationship with God, you will find that you cannot survive with a now I lay me down to sleep prayer. Your prayer life will have to match the ministry and the commitment to the spiritual life that you want. This says this again. Let's read it again. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost shores up the foundation of your faith. The best defense against diseases is your immune system, right? And it's designed by God. But how do you keep your immune system up? You have to eat right. You have to exercise. You have to get plenty of rest. Many of us are at our lowest point spiritually and are susceptible to anything coming to us because we do not pray in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, it begins to build up your immune system in the Spirit. Can I tell y'all something? It's, it's amazing how you, you don't even understand how powerful praying in the Spirit is about defense. I, I, I got to go back to old school story when I first got here, and it was amazing. I, I, 
I had, I've been here like two, three weeks, Deacon Lewis, maybe two weeks. Couldn't have made nobody that mad that quick. You don't know church folk, do you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm in here, and all of a sudden on a Tuesday, I'm just praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. Like, what in the world am I praying in the spirit about? What in the world am I praying about? Like, I got to preach. And then I went to the meeting. Brother, the thing, before I had you walking beside me, before I had Brother Jeray, I went to the meeting, and everybody was going crazy. The same people that, that made me milk and cookies. I was like, who are these people? What are they fussing about? I just got here. <laughs> they was fussing and fussing and fussing, and I'm like, man, then they were like, oh, no, that was the other guy. I'm like, okay, I just got here. Can we just erase all this? Can we just go home? I've just been here two weeks, right? But the Holy Spirit knew what he needed to do for me. And sometimes you don't even understand that he's taking care of you. You just got to let him have his way. The problem is you always want your way and you want to control everything. You're so smart that you think praying in tongues is so ignorant, but who cares? God said he uses the foolishness of preaching to save folk. He'll use the foolishness of you praying in tongues to start your business. He'll use the foolishness of knowing how to pray in the spirit to protect your family, to keep you sheltered from COVID-19 and all these daggone variants. He will. Oh, y'all don't understand. Stop trying to understand everything and just read the word and let the spirit flow. I had to say that because there's some intellectual folk in here that think they're smarter than God. And you're tripping on my sermon and I feel you already. Just letting you know, the spirit ain't playing. You think you all smart. You think you know everything. But check my bank account. It was the Holy Spirit. Check my blessed life. It was the Holy Spirit. Check out what happened to my enemies when they come against me like a flood. You, you better believe it's, it's the Holy Spirit. And so... You trying to act like you know everything with your intellectual self. Last I looked, I have a doctor degree. But at the end of the day, that degree means nothing to me because at the end of the day, only thing matters is that can I hear what the Spirit is saying to me so that I can do what he's telling me to do. Uh, Y'all don't hear me? Let, let, let me? let me go here. I had to straighten it out. I'm back to my sermon. I had to hear a word of my sponsor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, Ephesians 6, 17 and 18 says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Check that. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Number three, praying in tongues help you put on the armor of God. Let's go through this. Many Christians feel this spiritual preparation is like choosing their clothes for the day from their closet. The Apostle Paul mentioned our warfare, our enemies, our armor, which covers every vital part of a soldier. The helmet, our mind. The breastplate, our heart. The girdle of truth, the truth of God's word upon which the whole armor rests. 
the shield of salvation, which kept the soldier walking forward and never turning back. The preparation of the gospel on our feet, our Christian walk, the full description of the armor and its relationship to prayer is given in Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. But the key is found in verses 17 and 18. After describing the armor piece by piece, Paul goes right into verse 18 without stopping to tell us how to put the armor on. He says by praying. He, he, he tells us how to put the armor on. He says by praying in the spirit. Look at what it says in verse 18. He says, look, praying always with all prayer and supplication in what? In the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So when you're praying in the spirit, you're making sure that you have the armor of God on because the spirit is reconciling you back to God. You understand that we were separated when Adam and Eve fell in the garden and did what they wasn't supposed to do because the garden of Eden means to be in the presence of God. But when they sinned and were separated, they weren't always walking in right agreement and alignment with God. God and didn't really know exactly what they should pray for. Remember that dude you prayed for five years ago and you saw him in the grocery store the other week and you was like, thank God you didn't answer my prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Because you don't know what you should pray for. You have to pray in the Spirit and the Spirit will know exactly what you need to put on and where you need to be. All right? So let's, 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 let's look at it. He says, and you put it on like that. So that's how you are able to put on this, the, 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 the armor of God. Number four, praying in tongues to build up a wall of defense. Isaiah 59, 19 says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and the, his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift you, shall lift up a standard against him. See, yes, there are times the enemy invades our lives. He'll come in our mind. He'll come in our marriage. He'll come in our church. He seeks to devour anything that's born of God in your life. The Holy Spirit stands by you as your ally. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit will lift up a standard against him. He provides you with a place of defense, a place of shelter, a place of refuge, a place to hide. He'll put you in the secret place. Job's life is a good example of this. When God praised Job's integrity, Satan pointed out. Can I tell you something? Satan is a 24-7 snitch. All he does is snitch on you and tell God what you're doing wrong. That's why he always right there when you're praying. That's why you got to learn how to pray in the spirit. The same way when you go to the flea market, they start talking another language, so they won't give you the price you thought you was going to get. Job 1.10 says, Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. See, he got to get permission. The devil said, look here, God, you talking about you, he, he do it. You got a hedge around him. You won't let me touch him. Okay, I can test this, this, and this. Well, I want to test this. God, he could not touch Job 
any place in any area in Job's life without getting permission from God. God said you can touch his stuff, but don't touch his family. You can touch his family, but don't touch him. You can touch his body, but you better not kill him. Can I tell you something? Anytime you're under attack from the devil, that is your clue that you are going to win if you faint not because God never puts more on you than you can bear. But when you start praying in the spirit, you won't run from the devil anymore because you understand that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. <laughs> God is three persons. God is God the Father, God is God the Son, Jesus, and God is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is where? In you. A part of God himself is in you. So you better start double dog daring the devil to step to you. You can tell him you might bruise my heel, but I'm going to stomp your head. It didn't say he wouldn't bruise your heel, he, but it said you would knock his head off. I'd rather my foot be hurting in my head, baby. So you better let the devil know you might make me stomp my toe, but when I pray in the spirit, I'm going to crush your head. I'm going to crush this debt in my life. I'm going to crush being broke in my life. God is about to give me a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over. I shall not walk in poverty. I shall not walk in sickness. I shall not walk in disease. I shall be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field, blessed in my coming and blessed in my going. I'll be there. Oh, the lender and not the borrower. I'm going to be blessed. Don't get me too happy because, boy, the tea might run out. You had to get permission to touch you. That's how bad you are. They got to get permission to touch you. You a made man. You a made woman, baby. Oh, you better watch out. They can't touch a made man or made woman in the mafia unless somebody gives them permission. And you better start letting that slippery serpent know that you a made man. You a made woman. You better leave my finances alone. You better leave my family alone. You better leave my wife alone. You better leave my kids alone. You better leave me alone. You better leave my finances alone. You better leave my job alone. You better leave my health alone. I'm a made man, woman. I'm a made man, man. You better tell that devil to leave you alone. I'm a made man. Hey! Touch with the Holy Ghost. Covered with the blood of Jesus. Hey! I'm trying to help somebody out because you keep talking about now lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord to sold the key. You better learn how to get in your prayer closet and learn how to just let the Holy Ghost take over in your life. That's the problem. You want control but don't have none. I wish I, I wish I had I wish I had CeeLo here so I can let you know that you're crazy if you think you're in control. I think you're crazy. Number five. Praying in tongues help you relieve anxiety. Look at Mark 6.31, the first part of it. It says, and he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. See, y'all about to miss this, but look. Praying in the spirit allows you to come apart before you come apart. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Many of you are under severe pressure. You are tense, stressed, tired. Like the disciples, you need a solitary place to rest a while. 
Praying in the Spirit pulls us into an experience with God and enables us to release our anointing. It's not surprising that Paul, remember last week, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he wondered whether he was in body or out of body. He couldn't tell. Only God knew because he spoke unspeakable words which no man should be able to utter. Why? Because the Spirit knew exactly what he needed to pray for even though he didn't know, but even though Paul was highly educated, he understood how to submit to the Spirit. Oh. See, God in the Spirit takes us to a paradise, pulling us apart from the pressures of the world before we come apart. He'll put you somewhere you won't even know where you are. Uh, A piece of material doesn't come apart suddenly. It unravels bit by bit. If you don't repair it, a small tear can cause the whole garment to come apart. Praying in the Spirit brings us to that solitary place with God to help cope with the stress, depression, and the anxiety. When your life is falling apart, you have to be like the lady with the issue of blood. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. See, the hem is where all the loose threads come together, and they make sure that they pull them back together right there where all the loose threads are. If you have all the loose threads in your life, if you could just go and pray in the Spirit, it'll be the hem of his God. Oh, y'all don't hear me. <coughs> back in the day, you had to go to the Holy of Holies. And, 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 and sometimes they didn't make it out. They would tie a rope around their leg and put a, a bell on them. And then if the bell stopped ringing and they didn't pull it back, they'd pull them out. Because sometimes as a priest, when you went to the Holy of Holies, if you weren't holy as you're supposed to be, you wouldn't make it back out. You know what I'm saying? But, but when you're in the Holy of Holies and in the spirit, because the veil was split from the top to the bottom. Right, which showed you when Jesus died, that means it's split from the top to the bottom. Now, <laughs> you can go to God without the priest. You can go to God without the prophet. You can go to God without the preacher. You can go to God without the pastor. You don't need to call on Maxwell so you can find Jesus because you can go right to the Jesus who, oh, y'all don't hear me, because greater is he who is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. God lives in you. Because once you accept that Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, God took his home inside of you. Oh, I mean, let me slow down. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, what is this then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I need you to highlight this verse. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with understanding also. Watch this. I will pray with the Spirit means that your spirit is engaged as you rely on the Holy Ghost to guide you in prayer. He will speak, but we must listen. When we pray according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, we are praying with the knowledge of God's will as stated in Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He'll let you know what you need to do because God knows, so the Spirit is going to go to God and God is going to make you pray how you should. But we also pray with the insight of the Spirit. Look at verse 27 in Romans 8, 20, 8, 20, uh, Romans 8, 27. 
And he that searches the hearts knoweth that what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now let's go back to 1 Corinthians 14, 15 again. After it reads, I will pray in the Spirit, it goes on to say, I will pray with understanding. This means as we pray by the unction of the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we pray a prayer that will have meaning as the same as the Holy Ghost. So look, the Holy Ghost is praying in its own language. You know how, say, say if, I, if I go to Africa, I'll, I'll say something and then they'll say, I don't want to make it sound because I don't want to really be saying something. <laughs> if I say hello, they'll say jumbo. I know that means hello, right? And I say hello, they say jumbo. You know what I'm saying? And, and so you, 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 they, they, I say something, they say something. Because, but the people don't know what I'm saying, but he know what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what God is saying to you. So the Holy Spirit begins to talk to you. Then the Holy Spirit says, all right, cool. Now I'm going to make you talk back to God because God wants you to answer this way. <sighs> because you have not, because you what? But if you ask about the wrong thing, you're not going to get the right thing. So once the Spirit begins to tell, to get from God what you need to hear in your spirit, then your spirit say, okay, now I'm going to go talk to God and tell him exactly what he want to hear from you. So, uh-huh, speak those things that be not as though they were. It's way better if it's the Holy Spirit. But then it says, after I pray in the Spirit, it says pray with understanding. Which means I can't just say, all right. Pray in the Spirit and you're done. No, once you pray in the Spirit, you keep praying until you hear what it is that God has said to you. You hear me? It's been downloaded. See, the problem is you keep wondering, because some people, some intellectual people out there saying, well, well, if, if he can hear what you're saying in the language after you pray what you heard, then he can block it then. No, because it's already been downloaded into me. The problem is he's blocking stuff before it gets through the second heaven down to the first heaven from the third heaven from God. Come on, somebody. So when I pray directly to God and God gets, gives me the answer directly from God to him, it then bypass him. I done already bypassed all his legalistic stuff. And so now God has caused my spirit to be able to bring the manifestation in my natural mind exactly what God wants me to have. And now I spoke those things that be not as though they were, but I spoke the things God wanted me to have. Oh, y'all better watch out right now. When you start praying in the spirit, you got to pray with your understanding. So if you do all that, then you keep on praying and God will give you the interpretation. See, you don't have to be able to have the gift of interpreting tongues to interpret what you're saying because it's your spirit talking to you. The problem with why we don't have people praying out in tongues out of order in church if you have no interpreter is because it only edifies the person that's speaking unless you can say it in a way we can understand. Now, if, if, if Brother Nathaniel praying in the Spirit, I may not be able to tell what he's talking about, but eventually he'll know what he's talking about because that's his spirit. You feel me? And the Spirit going to give him the understanding that does not need a gift of interpreting tongues. That just needs to know you continue to pray until God tells you exactly what he's trying to tell you you need to hear. And some of you all are scared to pray in the Spirit because you don't want to look crazy. But I'm telling you right now, Noah looked crazy, but he still lived. Abraham looked crazy, but he had the father of many nations. Come on, somebody. 
Jacob looked crazy wrestling with it, but he had inherited and the 12 tribes came out of him. David looked crazy, but he killed Goliath with a rock and a sling. I don't care how crazy I look. I'm blessed and highly favored of God. Stop trying to look so sane all the time. We already think you crazy anyhow. Just go on and embrace it. <laughs> See, you don't have the knowledge because you don't know what to pray for because a lot of times their problems are bigger than who you are. And they deeper. That's why we need to pray within the spirit realm, which is bigger than a problem. It's bigger than your weaknesses or your dilemma. The spirit always supersedes the natural. I don't care how super the natural is, it ain't got nothing on the weakest spirit. Spiritual supersedes natural. And when I go to my prayer closet, my enemies know they better by now. Told you, but I'm like Bruce Lee. Ooh. I get in my prayer closet. <laughs> oh, you want to allow me? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> ah, come on, devil. Uh, some, sometimes you don't know what to say. Your heart is crushed. Jesus, help me. You don't know what to say. That's why you have to let the Spirit talk for you. And when you learn how to submit and understand that the same way that the high priest went into the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament, the good thing about you is when you go to the Holy of Holies, you know you're coming out alive. You're not going to die. All you're doing is going there in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, and bringing back out what God is telling you and walking in more power and more foundation. Whoo! See, Satan trying to wage war against us, and we have to be able to, we got to understand God more in this time than we ever have. Too much creative stuff on the internet. Too many shows that know how to pull on the heartstring for people to start siding with demonic stuff. They think they being nice, but it's demonic. I'm going to leave it alone, let you use your own imagination. See, because of some circumstances, See, within some of us are some miracles, some unborn babies, some ministries, some gifts. Because of circumstances, perhaps something beyond out your control, perhaps because of your faults or failures or your past life, Satan has told you that your baby, your gift, your ministry must be aborted. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 tells us the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. All right? You need to get to where you can see the raw undiluted presence of God and his anointing. Only then can you release your anointing to bring glory to his kingdom. When you are, get discouraged, you have to learn how to find someone in Scripture that made it through what you're going through. Hebrews tells us that you have a host of witnesses, a host of them, a whole bunch of them. Look at Hebrews 12, 1. It says... Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, 
and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Look, in each instance, however, these saints had to get to a certain place before they saw the manifestation of God. Noah endured a torrential downpour that flooded the earth for months, but he had a place that to give him access to God on the third level in the ark. He had a window that gave him access to the heavens. Even in the midst of the storm, instead of letting the stress cause him to tap out, he made up his mind to tap into the solace peace of God. Jacob struggled within himself and his identity, but when he got to Jabbok, the place where he wrestled the Lord, even though he thought Esau was going to kill him, he didn't tap out. He tapped in and his total and his total surrender to God. When he tapped in, he got his new character, his new name, which was Israel. It was the place where he cast down his last idol and he won the greatest victory. Moses struggled with his leadership responsibilities over the nation of Israel to the demands of the multitude tax motive to the point of exhaustion. Moses asked God for a manifestation of his glory, but before Moses could see his manifestation, he had to get to a certain place and find God in the cleft of the rock of the mountain. On that mountain, he caught the backside of God's glory. When he saw God, he was refreshed and rejuvenated. Moses had to tap in so he wouldn't tap out. You may be struggling with who you are. You may be wrestling with your past. You need to know that where, that there is a place with God that you can tap into a yoke-breaking anointing, and that's praying in the Spirit. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. The problem is y'all get crying, somebody's coming against me. He never said that a weapon would not be formed. Church folk go crazy when weapons are formed. It says no weapon that is formed against thee shall what? Prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Right? This level of anointing is vital because we need to have a high level. We need to have high level talks with God. Right? When you're doing high level stuff, you can't have low level conversations. Huh? You, you, you see what I'm saying? We need the ability to change languages because you, when you're having them high secret meetings that they talk about, when we, it's so much stuff going on in America that only the president and other folk know. We don't know half the stuff that's going on. We don't know full of the stuff that's going on. Because they have these high-level secret meetings where I'll make sure everything is secure so nobody else can hear what they're saying. And you got to start having these high-level conversations with God and your secure prayer closet praying in the Spirit so the devil can't hear what you're talking about. Because God wants to download some stuff into you that's going to change the world. Because one God idea will outweigh a whole bunch of great ideas. If you can just get one downloaded idea from God, oh my God, how much power will you walk in? How much anointing will you walk in? Ask Dr. King. He had a dream. He saw it before it happened because he didn't go around here trying to do philosophy. He came and let you know that he was going to tap into the power of God and go to the mountaintop. He's not talking about a mountaintop, just a regular mountain. He's talking about I had a vision and I had a conversation with God. When you start having a conversation with God, you will change the world. Mm. See, you got to find out. You, you stop going up and down with these circumstances. 
you got to tap into the Holy Ghost. Your, your knowledge takes on a whole nother place when you stop trying to use your carnal, logical mind. When you stop trying to think your way out of everything and let God handle the situation and stop trying to be so deep. Do you know when you stop trying to be deep and just let God do it, you will be deeper than you've ever been before? Do you realize that? Because you ain't nowhere near deep as God. His thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. You do know that, right? All right. Anyway, but when you talk to it, it gives you a whole nother perspective, and you will begin to work and operate in kingdom authority. I want to walk in authority. I want to walk in authority. You're supposed to be able to change up. People wonder why. Why you don't ever worry about when people come against you? Because I know I walk in kingdom authority and I don't worry about my enemies because my enemies, God's enemies, as long as I'm doing what God tells me to do. Do you understand that? God will take care of you even when you mess up. He definitely going to take care of you when you're doing what he wants you to do. So why in the world are you worried about the enemies on your job? If you're doing your job the way you're supposed to do, don't worry about the enemies. God is going to take care of you even when they come at you like a flood. The water shall not overtake you. The fire shall not burn you. Their trap shall not snare you. In fact, the trap that they made for you on the job, it shall, they shall trap themselves. Just like Haman trapped himself when he tried to get Mordecai and Esther. You better stop. You, uh. Let me get out of here. See, we no longer have to fret with the gates of hell rise against us. Mm -mm. Because we know Jesus and he has the master key. He gave us the keys. He gave us the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And when we have the master key, we ain't got to worry about getting locked out or locked in. Because we got the master key. Stop. This is one thing I don't want the angels to be able to say about any member at New Beast Grove Baptist Church. I don't want them to be talking about how they talked about us in Hebrews chapter 4, how they said, oh, wow, that looks way better than the other one. Thank y'all. That, that little button was, I saw that little button, and it had, yeah, that's, that's a good one. You didn't, you didn't tap out. You tapped in. They tapped into the Holy Ghost. It looked way better. I'm sorry. Thank y'all so much. I was scared to turn around because I saw the thing that came through my email, and I was like, hey. I saw it too late to say, Lord, don't do it. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, I don't want us to be like, like, like when the angels got mad at, at, at us in Hebrews and said, what is man that you're mindful of him? What is woman that you're mindful of her that you made everything to be subject to their feet, yet they don't walk with everything subject to their feet? And they're basically saying, God, you gave man all this anointing. You gave woman all this anointing. You gave them all this authority, yet they don't walk in the authority and make the devil submit to them and cause the world system to submit to them the way they should. We, why don't you give us this free will? Why don't you give us this power that you gave man because apparently they don't know how to use it? Now, if the Holy Spirit is in you all this time and you're not using him, shame on you. That's like, that's like having $100,000 in your pocket and you started death because you didn't have no groceries. Because you didn't go to the store and buy some, and you had the money. That, you just started them, and you got all this money in your pocket. You got fired because you couldn't make it to work, but you got a Porsche out there full of gas. But because you didn't have no ride, you didn't go to work. Makes no sense. You walk around here defeated 
broke, busted, and disgusted. I don't care if you got money in your pocket or not. You got the Holy Spirit. How dare you not walk in the authority and take care of what it is you need to take care of because God has wonderfully and fearfully made you. You the head and not the tail. You above and not beneath. You the lender and not the borrower. You shall be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. You shall be blessed in your coming and blessed in your going. You are a good, he wants to give you a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Walk in your Holy Ghost power. I don't want to start coughing and scare y'all. I ain't got COVID. I already tested. But I've been coughing. I don't want to keep on screaming and hollering. But what I need to tell you is this. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. God made you fearfully and wonderfully. He gave you a spirit of power and of a sound mind, not a spirit of fear, not a spirit of timidness. He gave you the power to obtain wealth. That's what he said. He said he gave you the power to obtain wealth. You keep trying to make him obtain it for you. He gave you the power. He gave you the power. He who began a good work in you shall finish it, but you got to take care of the in-between time. He don't finish it. I just need you to walk in this power, the Holy Spirit power, 